0: And boom goes the dynamite And boom goes the dynamite Said I'm way too young, living way too fast Gotta slow down, yeah But if I never wake up, yeah it's fine At least I went all out
1: Hey, Mama Carter said, I need to get some rest, but I said, I can't slow down. Hey, and if I never wake up,
0: yeah, it's fine. At least I went all out. Yeah. Hey, yeah.
1: Whoa, late at night. I hit the freeway going in 85.
0: Good evening. And welcome to another special edition of Boom Goes a Dynamite here on the PWOM Podcasting Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me tonight. Is Paul Sebastian Paul? How are you, man?
1: Jeff, I'm so good. It's a lovely day in North Georgia. Just just lovely this time of year. I gotta tell you, uh, uh, I got a nice cold lime flavored alcoholic seltzer beverage. Uh, it's just a wonderful uh, holiday weekend. Yeah, you I... love to see it. I have
0: a lime flavored uh, seltzer, but it's not alcoholic. I'm uh, I'm saving that for saving the alcohol for later. And it's well like, it's
1: not, from from what we've already discussed about this show, it sounds like you might need a drink, bud. Um, I I, I kind of had a few <laughs> yesterday. Oh, did, I? Oh, I I couldn't tell. I had no idea based yeah. on the text you were sending me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I uh, Yeah, and as far as how it's here, it was uh, raining this morning, but it, it, the rain's gone. I mean, it's still pretty overcast, but nice and cool. I actually had to wear a hoodie to to walk the dogs earlier, so, you know. Wow. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I'll
1: be looking for any winter clothes down here for a while. It's yeah. fucking
0: hot. I, I had to break out the, uh, the, the LIJ hoodie for the first time since, uh, oh, yeah. since, since March, so, you know.
1: So you are feeling tranquilo. <laughs>
0: Maybe a little, you know.
1: Just a little. <laughs> Just a little.
0: <laughs> it, it it may not last. <laughs> I don't think show. it's going
1: to, but let's find out.
0: <laughs> so, uh, of course, this is, as I mentioned, a special edition of uh, BGTD uh, covering last night's all-out pay-per-view, um, uh, right. which is on Saturday, September the 5th, 2020, live from uh, Daily's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. Not the Sears Center Arena or I'm sorry the uh, now arena in Hoffman Estates not
1: the now that's what i call music arena that's... i was really hoping to hear uh, boom 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 by the venga boys <laughs> or uh, or uh, uh, barbie girl by aqua
0: don't, d- don't diss the venga boys <laughs>
1: i did not diss i just said i said literally said i was looking forward there was not a hint of irony in that i fucking love that song the venga boys rule <laughs>
0: Maybe we heard that I might have had a different opinion of this show. I would. L- but... Can we get
1: like Sunny Kiss to walk out to a Venga Boys song?
0: I don't know. Is Tony if Tony Khan wants to pay for the licensing?
1: They should start licensing music. That they should be the wrestling company that licenses music. Some of it, like if you wanted Jane, would it be that expensive? <laughs> I don't know. It's got to be worth it. Getting Jane by Starship for Cassidy has to be worth every penny you get anyway. <laughs> like whatever you pay is worth it.
0: I, I don't know. I mean I mean, you know, I, at one time the Fed, you know, licensed uh you know, what was it? Uh Cult of Personality.
1: They licensed Cult of Personality and then they also I mean they had to have licensed a couple of those um oh and also This Fire by Killswitch Engage. uh, uh Punk's old song was also had to be licensed. Yeah. Right? That's off one of their albums. So they've I mean, they've had a few there's been a few instances where they you know the the Fed has done it uh, step it up aw get starship get Protovision. vision um, who else like would need who do you think that's on the roster right now would need their indie walkout music or would be like really well served for it
0: John Moxley because he used aneurysm by nirvana.
1: Okay, true, but also just go get the Death Rider song, and that's totally acceptable well, to that's, me, too. That's
0: true too. But you know the, Death Rider,
1: know, the Death Rider thing with that wailing guitar solo. I know we talked about it before, but it rocks. I love that shit. Yeah,
0: but I mean wouldn't you I mean, wouldn't you be a lot more pumped up for a Moxie match of you year that come on over, do the yeah, twist yeah, true. <laughs> you know?
1: But because like we have, he's has other options, I don't think he like like Orange Cassidy is like they they got him some sort of new stuff and it's like fine or whatever, but just jane is so perfect for that character it really makes a big difference in the whole aesthetic and the whole vibe and it would it would make him an even bigger star if they were playing that every wednesday
0: so, hey, let's get into, uh, let's segue that into, uh, there were two pre-show matches. Uh, the first there one were. had Sonny Kiss. Not enough of Sonny Kiss, but I had Sonny Kiss. Never
1: enough Sonny Kiss. There's no such thing as enough Sonny Kiss. Uh,
0: with uh, Joey, accompanying Joey Janela in a pre-show match against Serpentico. Um, this was okay, I guess.
1: Yeah, I didn't see a whole lot of it. Um, I was still just, you know, getting settled. Uh, we, were, we were getting a pizza. So I, I was eating dinner and kind of not fully tuning in. I didn't s- tune in super closely to the pre-show. What I saw seemed fine, but yeah, never enough sunny. Uh, I like Luther. I think Luther is totally fine. He's fun. Uh, Deathmatch legend, Doctor Luther.
0: That I had and, uh, that, I, that I had to struggle to recall from early days of FMW.
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's fine. I like Serpentico. He's a very talented wrestler. So yeah, that's you know that's a little pre-show match.
0: It was a little pre-show match. Uh, Joy Jones, of course, gets the win um, with his Danzig pants. I mean the, the the top rope elbow, but
1: uh, yeah. yeah,
0: again, not enough sunny kiss. Nope. On this show, <laughs> uh, the second pre-show match was uh, the Beaver Boys. You know, aka Dark Orders number three and four. Uh, up you against- could, I guess
1: I guess you could call them the angry beavers now.
0: <laughs> I guess <laughs> up against a uh, private party. Uh, the only real I, I did not get to watch all of this because I had other things going on here at the house myself. And uh, the, the 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 biggest comment I have on this is a like, where were Mark Quinn's tails?
1: Uh, yeah, good question.
0: Uh, I mean, that just that, that it, it took away the whole look.
1: Yeah, I kind of did. I didn't, um, again, I wasn't, you know, super tuned in on this one, but yeah, I agree with that. Also, the finish is strange to me. I don't think Dark Order should be losing, like, I don't think anyone from Dark Order should be losing these matches, and especially, well, we'll talk about Dark Order again later because they're featured heavily on this pay per view, but. yeah, I, I think Dark Order should be presented as more dominant, even in these type of spots. And this is something that big time factions since the probably the 70s or even before, you know, got right. Whenever you're pushing a big faction like that, even their minor members in the minor matches were getting big wins because you make the whole unit look unstoppable. And it serves the bigger narrative better, I think. So I don't like Dark Order taking the loss here.
0: Uh, again, I didn't see, I I do know that private party won. I did not see the enough of the match to make a comment about that. But, uh, yeah, this is not the only, uh, comment just in a narrative
1: sense, not even in in a, in a, like, you know, the, the match aside, just in a narrative sense. Uh, Dark Order should be winning these matches.
0: Well, the, the, there's going to be plenty of issues with narrative we're going to have tonight. So, uh so strap there is, in.
1: There's so, there's some peaks and valleys narrative wise, and you know, getting into the next match narrative wise, I actually have good things to say.
0: Yeah. So now we're we're into the the, the show itself, uh, All Out 2020, um and this was a pre-taped match. I, 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 we, was we it did... pre-taped?
1: Because, um. The 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 commentary was live on it.
0: Um, I mean, it's possible to pretake. I don't a know match. if this. Match was uh, t- t- I th-
1: think they did it live remote. Did they? Whatever th- it the, felt whatever like the, a live remote.
0: W- whatever the case, it was not at Daly's place. So <laughs> <laughs> whatever no, the case, no. Was, but I think it was it was, it was at, at a dentist's it was at, office.
1: <laughs> yeah, which was presented as Doctor Britt Baker's dentist office. Um, and it got, we got into it right away. Swole comes in and she, it's kind of has that horror movie setup where she's like walking around looking for Brit and Brit's kind of lurking and sneaking. Yeah, I was, thought that was pretty blood cool. Blood that was kind of well done. <laughs> Which, whoa, yes, Jesus. the blood on the floor. Um. Yeah, and it kind of had that little like horror movie kind of thing, which I thought was kind of an interesting thing. The commentary again was presenting like so. It wasn't like a the cinematic matches we've seen of late that are like a fully pre-taped thing without commentary. This is like this. I mean, we, and I texted you about this. This whole match had uh, uh the Hollywood backlot brawl kind of energy to me. The Roddy Piper Gold Dust yeah, backlot brawl it, match. It, it, it actually and it felt like that. That's what I liked about this.
0: It, it actually seemed to me like. Uh, maybe in a way a parody of the cinematic matches in, in, a, in, in a, a couple
1: way. of ways. Yes. But I think, and and you know, with, with Dustin being on the staff there and I know he does have a, a strong interest. He, he does like women's wrestling a lot. It wouldn't surprise me if he was consulted on the nature of this match a little bit. Uh, but... And if, if Dustin had something to do with booking it, it, I would not be wholly surprised. Cause again, it felt like the backlot brawl to me, not like totally, but it definitely was reminiscent.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the, there were there were a few uh, a, a few things there. Like, uh, they they did go a little extreme though with uh, Britt getting you know trying to you know put novocaine into yes Big that was congr- that then, was really fun. and then getting it turned on her and then the needle being shown yeah stuck in her it. leg like, it was like uh, and no doing the, she
1: was doing the dead leg gimmick which was very fun yeah that I mean, uh, that, that, was, Britt, that was you know good. Britt's one of the one of the more skilled actors when she's really going on this roster. Uh, we know we've talked about you know some stuff falling flat for us, but I don't think it's due to her any of her lack of talent. And she really shined in this match. Swole really shined. Uh, the uh, Northern Lights uh, swinging Northern Lights suplex onto the hard floor was especially impactful for me. And I thought a lot of, like, the striking was very impactful. Like, and, and that's how these matches can get away with some of the more goofy shit is if you make the, uh, you know, the more serious parts and the striking, you know, really feel like it like it's hitting hard. And they did. And I thought that's how uh, this match worked for me.
0: Yeah, um... At one point, Big Swall takes a diploma off the wall. It was a, a diploma from the University of Pittsburgh, which was, you know, of yes. course, Britt Baker's alma mater. I, I'm, I'm assuming
1: it was a Xerox.
0: Uh, I, I, I would be, too, because I don't think that this match was in Pittsburgh. <laughs> the, no, it uh, didn't
1: look like it. Yeah, it, we're just going to fly you guys up to Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, but um, that was a, it, it was a University of Pittsburgh diploma because my uh, my brother has one of those not for well, the Britt's, same school Britt's but... dental
1: practice is in florida right i don't know i, think I thought it was practice inco- is in florida, I, 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 don't her? don't her and adam cole live in florida oh
0: well, you might be right actually
1: i would assume they live in florida you you, you might that's a good you, question yeah you might be right uh, dent, anyone that's uh, familiar with uh florida dentistry you can tweet at us or uh give us an email and let us know if that's uh Britt baker's dental office in florida
0: um the, the the finish came with... if you're
1: dr isaac yankum dds please uh send us an email
0: <laughs> uh the match ends with uh big swole getting the win v- via knockout via nitrous oxide and hell yeah <laughs> we've all been hell there yeah. right right
1: yeah and <laughs> i thought this was ma this match was a lot of fun it was the it was the right mixture of hard-hitting stuff and goofy shit for me
0: uh it was more goofy shit um i think that the uh the i think the ratio of goof, goofy shit was higher but you know i i, I didn't think yeah. this was bad i i i saw a lot of folk um say this was horrible i i thought it was it was what it was i didn't you know yeah. what once it it became obvious it was this i didn't and besides which i mean it, it, it brit baker doing a comedic you know heel turn at this, you know, the, the whole time. I think that's where she's know. best
1: as a heel. Like, I think this is kind of her her comfort zone. I think that's her sweet spot as a character. She's very good at this type yeah. of stuff.
0: Yeah, because, you know, the, the the face of the division shit wasn't working at all. So, no, I mean, you know. again, you
1: know, my 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 respect for the plastic face mask uh, goes very deep. Shout out Every week I'll shout out Rip Hamilton here.
0: Well, no, no. I'm talking about like her pre heel turn stuff. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, That's, that, that shit oh, yeah, was the, not was... working at all.
1: No, it so. wasn't really working. And you know, she's again very skilled wrestler, but she's a she's a pretty good actor, so like using her as a heel I think is just better for the whole show. I think like Allie, same kind of deal with Allie. Like Allie's one of their best actors on the roster, and so yeah, make her a heel because it's a harder thing to do.
0: Uh we then finally return to the arena and uh, to get our First match proper in the uh, of the show in the arena. Uh there will be the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. And yes, uh, we got ourselves
1: what, a PWG match, folks. Uh, what
0: what a shock! Uh the Young Bucks being complete d bags yet again. And, yeah,
1: which, but also, I mean, this is this is the this is the right thing for them to be doing.
0: But also, uh Micro Stunt is injured again.
1: Yeah, I wonder what happened. They haven't. They didn't say anything about it. But he was just in a walking boot.
0: Yeah. Uh so I hope he didn't break his leg again.
1: All the best to Marco. Hope you're feeling all right, and you come back strong, King.
0: Yeah, because he still needs to get his big win.
1: Yeah, we love to see more Marcos done on television.
0: But uh, uh, you know, th- this match was all right.
1: I mean, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are so fucking good. They're they such are. a great co tag team. Uh, they get better as time goes on. They've their chemistry is uh, really great. The throwing Jungle Boy onto the guy for the uh, the the Hurricane Rana is always awesome to me. Uh, I think that spot's great. Luchasaurus' standing moonsaults never fail to really impress me, like a guy that size doing it, Uh, and he's so clean. I love the big spin kicks. Uh, I mean, you know, we talked about the Young Bucks doing what they do. Like, this was a very, you know, their kind of match.
0: Yeah, this was a Uh, Young Bucks match, basically. It was
1: hard-hitting. It had big spots. It had a bunch of oohs and ahs and stuff to clap about, and uh, the Bucks get the win.
0: Yeah, Bucks get the win. They they get a shot at, a forthcoming shot at the AEW tag titles. Ooh, foreshadowing for what's to come.
1: Yeah, which you know it's uh, you got it's time to do it. It's time to make it happen. We're gonna we're gonna get to that. Yeah. So
0: uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, this match was just okay.
1: I mean. It, it, we know
0: the drill you've seen one young bucks match you've seen them all literally right and, <laughs> they, and if
1: you're in the mood to see it and like you know a three-hour wrestling show should have a match like this and they're very good at, at being the guys to execute it except uh, this was except, not a
0: three-hour show this is a five-hour show
1: this was well i mean yeah if you count the pre-show or whatever but yeah I, this one we'll I, I, talk I was talking about runtime
0: yeah oh yeah we will oh, talk about oh we are definitely going to talk about runtime uh
1: yeah, we'll probably have some thoughts about runtime, Yeah, Jurassic Express, a very good tag team that, you know, is going to be at the top of the tag team card at some point. They're just undeniable. So great to see them on TV. Had a hell of a match.
0: Uh, the third match of the show. And this is kind of where it starts going off the rails for me. I'm just going <laughs> to, you know, we, we, the, the, the biggest part of this, we're probably going to spend a lot of time talking about, uh, you know, where, where, where things went wrong coming up, but uh, it, it, this one... Yeah,
1: I mean, well, the, not, not, uh, not this one necessarily. I uh, thought this
0: one ish, was fun. Ish. I mean, it was the, 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 21, the 21-man casino battle royale. Um, You know, groups of five coming in, all all a different suit, you know, with one one uh, high-profile one, Joker. One
1: Joker-fied one and, guy and, uh, uh, waiting in the wings, waiting oh, to tell you how he got these scars.
0: And oh boy, uh, Joker uh, would kind of uh, <laughs> apply. He was a real wild one. card.
1: He was a real wild card, uh, I'll tell you.
0: So first of all, we're just gonna uh, put it this way: I, I was right. I called this match.
1: Uh, as far as the winner, yes, uh, I didn't even consider like surprise entrance. I didn't even really think about it. Uh so yeah the everyone comes out a couple things I want to say about that were really good Will Hobbs got a lot of run in this yeah, match he that was was,
0: that was group surprising. and he was there
1: till the end so it was very cool to. We've talked positively about Will Hobbs on this podcast before. I think he's a uh, uh, really good, and uh, it seems like they're pretty high on him. So this yeah. was nice to see him get a lot of rub. A lot of good, big, meaty men slapping meat stuff happening in this one.
0: Yeah, a lot um, of big guys. Billy face-offs. Gunn got eliminated early, so that's always good. <laughs> Billy
1: Gunn did get eliminated early. That was unfortunate. Uh, he was kind of in and out, um, but the butcher and the blade got a lot of run, especially Andy. Uh, Andy Williams, the butcher, got himself a lot of run in this match, which was very cool. Um, Eddie Kingston being one of the final two also was very nice. That was, that was good.
0: That was good.
1: And then uh, something that, you know, we we're going to talk about cause it's, it's been all a buzz. The surprise entrant in this match, uh, uh, Matt Seidel.
0: Jesus. I have not watched anything with Matt Seidel in it since, well, since he got busted in Japan and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lost his so... NJPW contract.
1: Yeah. So Matt Seidel, formerly Evan Bourne is your surprise entrant. He gets to the ring, gets to the top rope, and immediately botches a shooting star. Oh,
0: Jesus, very
1: unfortunate. I, I feel bad for him here, man. Like, that sucks. Like you know how like that's gotta really suck, and he's gotta be like real. Like I hope he's not in his own head about it. It's wrestling. Shit happens, but man, that's like the exact opposite of what you want to happen. Yeah, dude.
0: That, 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 I mean, it, it's not exactly Shockmaster level intro botch but uh
1: hmm. (laughs) it was rough and it's got i mean you know and it's not like matt sidell isn't talented like he's a very talented athlete and it just sucks to come out and just like very noticeably like you're the guy who's like main featured on camera right here you got the close-up shot everyone's looking at you and you just fall on the back of your head
0: yeah i mean not great and and, you know the 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 thing is is like it's not i mean we've seen like you know people much more talented than matt side Botch. I mean, like great, well, Sa- yeah. great, great Sasuke in that '94 J Cup match against Liger. But you know what? They were able to fold that into the match because you know Liger. You know, right before you know Sasuke Botch, Liger just you know improvises, stands there, laughs at him, like "Ha ha, you suck!" And then yeah. I mean, know, this, and, then, and, then, and then and then Sasuke washes him for the shock win. You know. Right. So, like
1: in this situation in a battle royal, the, the, with everything that's going on, the best thing you can do is quietly move on and just get to something else. Because there's what there's already 14 other guys in the ring. Right. Yeah. So just, you know, try to move on from it as quick as you can, which they did. They just, you know, got the camera off and looked at something else and waited for him to kind of get back on track. Um, and he was fine for the rest of the match. He was one of the final four and, you know, did, you know, was, was very serviceable. Um, The match finishes with Lance Archer and Jake the Snake scaring Eddie Kingston off the top rope with a snake. And uh, Lance Archer is your winner.
0: Yeah. uh, Eddie Kingston had a really good run. I was, uh, I was, I really was what I was like, holy shit. They're going to go with Eddie Kingston. But no, they did. They they went with very uh, cool. Uh,
1: And, and, you know, I I mean, at some point, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley is a money matchup. You got to have, Oh, it it
0: is. I mean, you got to get that match At some
1: point. You got to get to that.
0: Yeah. Two, two of the, uh, yeah. Especially the promo battles they could have.
1: Oh, oh, oh hell, yeah, dude. Could you imagine just like full heel Eddie Kingston? Yeah, I'm really into it.
0: That would uh, that would be good. But... I'm hoping
1: to... and another thing that uh, a, a foreshadowing of a money matchup in that happened in this ring, Lance Archer and Brian Cage is big money when you make that happen.
0: Oh, yeah, you, you, they have to make that happen. It's...
1: yeah, that's a that's a big money matchup, and you could tell it's a big money matchup right away. Like they face off and you're like, yep, yeah, we need that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, Lance Archer and Luchasaurus? I think
1: that's... Oh, yeah. That's I mean, a Lance money... Archer and all the big guys, right? He faced off with Will Howswell. I thought Dustin stood up to him quite well. Um, so there's uh, there are guys who you know you have, but I think him and Brian Cage is like a real main event type match.
0: Okay. Uh, this is going to be one of the more difficult parts of the show. Uh, our fourth match, the, the broken yep, rules. Yep, this is where
1: we do our ads for Stamps.com. Hey, are you tired of going to the post office? <laughs> this is the hard this is the hard part where we have to do an ad for blue chew hey uh, are you tired of your dick being limp i i
0: I appreciate the bit of levity you're putting here and you know hey did you
1: hey did you botch a shooting star press and now you can't get a boner (laughs) check out blue chew Hey,
0: know, the, the, are you
1: a fifty-year-old wrestler that got dropped on his head by a twenty-four-year-old and maybe got a massive concussion, but still finished a match anyway? Get yourself a blue chew.
0: Yeah, you know. Okay, so bo- bo- moving to the to, to the uh, to the match at hand, uh, our fourth the, match the, of the bro- evening, the broken meeting. skulls. I mean, broken the rules match. Broken
1: skulls
0: rules match. The broken between, vertebrae match between Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. Um, I mean, and this happened right off the bat with
1: yes yeah, so it uh, was you know they're going to present it as a, another one of these like outside of the ring type match- matches it's happening uh around around uh the jaguars was it tia bank field or whatever yeah. so it's around the football field you know back around the concession stands and all that it starts out fun with sammy guevara in the golf cart flipping the script yeah yeah it started off fine so it's a and fun then- start and then they went yeah, up, and in, Sammy like crashes it, through. and They do some stuff, and uh, and then they went up in the well... scissor, and then
0: they went up in the scissor lift, and um, yeah, and so
1: yeah, d- there's a power bomb spot through a table where Hardy appears to have taken a bump right to his head on the on the pavement. Oh no, no, no it he looked... did
0: it, it. He his head bounced off the concrete. I, I, I we we it all saw looked,
1: it. It looked pretty rough. It looked like it. It looked unpleasant for Matt, and. So Matt's trying to get up, he's stumbling, he, he can't is, get up. He is jelly-like. Um, I mean, yeah, he's he's a little jelly, but you know, Matt Hardy, one of the best sellers really of his generation. So there's that too. Remember, this is a wrestling match. This is it's still pro wrestling, right? So yeah. a, it's hard to kind of know exactly what's going on here. Sammy's looking to finish the match, nothing stops, and then eventually after like Sammy gets on Hardy and they try to continue a little bit, um, Aubrey and a, who was it? Was there a producer or a QT or somebody oh, was a, out there? It, too.
0: Doc Samson.
1: Was it Doc Samson? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like, and they they pull him apart, and Aubrey throws up the X. So now we're up, thinking she
0: threw up the X like right after that spot.
1: Yeah. So the, so she's, the X had been so thrown up. Yeah, and and so then they slow it down. Then the bell rings, so we're to assume the match is over, and Sammy walks away. But about a minute later. Uh, Hardy gets up and says I'm finishing the match where is he I'm gonna and he's still in full character and he walks it off and goes into the hallway and they continue the match and just restart it and ring the bell so here's where things are a little weird for me here what what was kayfabe what was not what And so I'm to assume and I have to assume that this whole thing is scripted and was worked because I just don't see any conceivable way that they let this guy just decide he's going to – they don't let talent decide they're going to continue a match. They just – I mean we're – it's 2020. They're not just going to let Matt decide he's going to continue the match if they've – if the medical staff has determined he's injured. So I have to believe that this whole thing was scripted. And to me, it's poor presentation. You shouldn't script these type of segments.
0: Well, no, I mean, no, you you shouldn't. And I, I if this was an angle, which I don't really think it was, I, I think I mean, so. You
1: so you're telling me that you you earnestly believe that Matt Hardy, despite this injury and despite the the referee and the doctor telling him to stop, decided to restart the match, and they just let him. I mean, because uh, that's the other that's the other choice here. That's that's one or two, that, two things. That, that happened, is right? the other choice, and then Matt that, Hardy made the decision.
0: That, that is the other choice, which given um, how All Elite Wrestling decided to handle Chris Jericho working among his fellow workers, you know, mere days after being at Sturgis. Okay, that's a fair point. Can can, can I see that All Elite Wrestling and Tony Khan? But I think this is different because you're live on
1: pay-per-view. You just watch this guy take a blow to the head, right? Like, now we're talking liability. We're talking a lot of things here. Yeah, we like are talking in, liability.
0: And have you seen Reby Hardy <laughs> going off the last twelve it, hours? Or so.
1: No, remember, I'm still suspended from oh, Twitter because Twitter will not let me get back into my fucking account.
0: That's true. Yeah, Rebe Hardy has been going off. According to her, she according to her, Matt is still in hospital.
1: And now they did say over commentary that both were taken to the hospital and Rebby also a famous great worker. You know, Rebby can work. Rebby knows how to stay behind the curtain, too.
0: Well, she she so, does, but she's also has had uh, no problem bashing the people that her husband is under contract with, oh, yeah, which is what contract. makes
1: her, her work so good is that she's very good at blurring the lines. Something she's very skilled with. Um, yeah, this whole thing's weird to me. Because if it's scripted, it's poor presentation, and it's something you shouldn't play around with with narrative and storyline. And if it wasn't, and if you let Matt Hardy just decide to continue the match while concussed, then, like, shame on you. Genuinely, well, shame yeah, on Well,
0: yeah, either way, it's not a good look.
1: It either is- way, it was bad. The commentary surrounding it was not well executed. No, uh, a- a- And this a- match was ma- – I mean, this match kind of really brought down the entire show. Well, uh, yeah. Genuinely did.
0: And, and, yeah, let's hook up on the commentary because, you know, Jim Ross, of course, was horrible tonight, but we'll Uh, well, we'll, we'll get uh, into that. I'm going to push back on you a
1: little bit on that. uh, (laughs) I I thought Jim was fun a lot, to be honest. Uh, mm -hmm. But (laughs) a couple times it was, you know, oh boy, Jim, but a couple times was very fun, Jim, because he was like a little loopy. I think it was just past his bedtime, and uh, some of it was very funny. Like, there was a couple lines... I wanna bring up when uh, when he said one legged man in an ass kicking contest don't win a lot of fights.
0: Well that's yeah, but I mean he said that he's said that line for twenty-five years. So, so I mean
1: good. just the way he said it though, like he kind of put two expressions together.
0: But I mean the 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 fact is is that you know as much as you know we, we we've been in the midst of this revisionism of you know the I I won't say revisionism. Reconsideration of Tony Schiavone because, you know, in, in real time, back in, you know, 98, 99, 2000, Tony Schiavone was rightly getting lambasted basted for, you know, being, you know, corporate shill. You know, we, we all know the. But the, that the, wasn't the, really the, Well, hold on. Hold on. The infamous, you know, that'll put asses in seats line about Mick Foley winning the WWF title.
1: Um, that was just a botch. I think that was just him thinking he had an idea and doing it and being like, oh, fuck, wait, I was wrong. You know, no, but, and that's no, no, I think no, that was just like, no, a I think he, was, fuck no, he up. was
0: told to say that.
1: Was he told to say he it? He was told I, to I, say I, I did not know that. Oh, no, yeah. Okay, was, yeah, and that's, well, that, he, he, that goes just, to my point about Shivani. I don't think a lot of his problems, and especially that particular era, were a lot of his fault. He was checked out because the, the, the company he worked for sucked, the product sucked, and he had nothing to be interested in, okay, and he right. didn't give a shit. Well, right, when he's the he... But he, this he is age, what it's great, is,
0: right, but this is what I'm talking about is that now we're we're reconsidering it. It's like, oh, well, you know, there were circumstances involved. So now we cut to last night, and he's still trying to sell this line from the upper management that, oh well, we checked him out, we ran concussion protocol, and he seemed okay, so we deemed him okay to to restart.
1: Well, I'm We're, guessing that's – again, that's that goes to my theory, which is that's the narrative of the match. That's what he was told to say to serve uh, the storyline of the match because I don't – I just can't bring myself to believe that this to, guy was like really to, legitimately hurt to the point the match should have been stopped and let it continue because that's fucking up,
0: But to be talking about a two hours after the fact, I mean, literally, well, I think that's this is AEW
1: doing what they do, reacting instantly to fan feedback. This is something they, they try to do a lot is Tony Khan's reading tweets all night. Right. Like Tony Khan's on Twitter. Tony Khan is very online and he knows what people are saying. And I think that he the the word came up. So, hey, people are really concerned about this. Mention something again. Put people at ease, right? And, you know, that's his job. That's what the commentator's jobs are. Do what your boss tells you to say. Like, you have to oh, do right.
0: that. Right. So we're back. So Tony Schiavone is now back into the corporate show mode that we've been, that's you know, not the last few... That's not corporate shilling. That's your
1: job, though. That's a whole different. I'm not. I, I got to challenge that. That's not shilling. That's literally his job. He's saying a line that was fed to him, which is, again, the job. That's not shilling like if if now if he were to go on Twitter on his own time and start like making up his own thread about how defensible it was and everything, that'd be different. Right. But like saying a line during the show is like what is expected of him.
0: OK, so w- w- one thing we can agree on is that, that there is no way in hell that this should have happened either way, e- e- either.
1: This was cr- completely... Oh, 100, 100 percent.
0: Either this was completely scripted and it's in completely poor taste Yes, because, you know, let's face it, injury angles, at, 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 you know, involving stretcher jobs and all that shit, you know, where where everybody's in hushed tones and the match stops and all this and then only to restart. Yeah, that that shit should have ended, you know, well, back in the attitude it, it, era. Well,
1: it works. No, I mean, look, look at Cody and Brody a couple of weeks ago. It worked great. It was fantastic because you have to uh, uh, make you have to theatricize it. To a point, right? It has to be overdone and theatrical to a point that the audience still knows it's part of the show. Okay. When okay. you start blurring the legitimate injury lines like this one did, that's when the poor execution well, comes in. Okay. Like if you're going to put the guy on a stretcher and put him in a neck brace and have him hop off of it and really big and like uh, uh, in, you know, in broken Matt Hardy mode or whatever, and like you do a whole thing around it, that's like a whole different vibe than like the referee throwing up the X and that this guy clearly looking concussed and stumbling around like he's been concussed.
0: Uh, right. the The difference there is that once again, Cody Rhodes did not literally bounce his head. Off. I mean, he his entire head did not hit the table. Yeah, it, I mean, it he took concrete. a wrestling
1: move that he, got him there. Yeah, like he he just he just took a wrestling move that made him injured, uh, which is fine. Like if if you know this, if this spot was either something cleaner or something that wasn't like a, a head injury or just like a regular power bomb, or he got you know hit with a chair or a table or got ran over by the golf cart, that's like a different thing.
0: Yeah, I mean. Either so again, either this was scripted and they shouldn't have done this, or this was legit. He was legit knocked out, which I still believe he was. Just I mean, the, there's selling and there's not being able to stand up. Because, oh yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, and, I, I think even again, if
1: this, to, 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 even to, if the injury was scripted, he definitely got his bell rung harder than he expected to, one way or the other. Okay, no and, question and, about and that. And don't
0: forget that I I did watch you know a legit guy almost yeah. you know collapse and die because Katsuyori Shibata going, you know, after that in his, what ended up being his final, the final match of his career couldn't make it to the back.
1: Yeah, and that's it's it's you concerning, know. especially at Hardy's age and with the miles he's got on his body, it's you don't want to see that happen to the guy. I mean, I've talked about Matt Hardy's health in this podcast before, and I love watching him wrestle, but you gotta protect the guy. Yeah, you have I mean, to protect and, him. And this was and a at similar... these points, stop the fucking match, man. Yeah, and you and... I mean, it's a, it, it was already the, the match the, this card was already forty five minutes too long. If they always would have stopped it there, they would have done themselves a favor anyway.
0: Yeah, and you know, again, you know, the same principle, you know, Shibata was because of that. You know, the shoot headbutt he, he delivered to Alcada that caused, you know, brain bleeding. You know, God alone knows what the hell has happened with Matt Hardy. Well, what, what, this what, what, podcast, what worked we or not. Take, that was, it, it worked or not. That was, you know, it, his head hit concrete.
1: Well, we should t- we should now cut in. It's very important. Take a break to say this podcast is brought to you by WebMD. Hey, did you get dropped on your head at a wrestling match and they let you keep going? You should go to WebMD to make sure that you're all right.
0: Yeah, either way, I mean, whatever the we case, th- th- this this cast a, a complete pall over the rest of the show.
1: It did. That is undeniable. Um it's very unfortunate. I just hope Matt Hardy's all right. That's all. I just hope he's I okay. I do too.
0: I he's mean, I, I, counts, I, hope I really guys do. Are.
1: But and if AEW did allow that Matt Hardy to continue this match despite an actual concussion or injury that they were aware of. Uh fucking shame on everybody involved in that.
0: Yeah, and which is what I'm I'm I, I that's what I'm going with. But again, I mean, if that is the case, again, th- this proves again that a lot of the talk that they had, you know, leading up to the formation of this company is all bullshit because yeah, you know, we you know we we care about our workers. I just find it hard to believe. And, like
1: know. even the people involved, like I don't, I find it really hard to believe Aubrey Edwards would be involved in that. You know what I mean? I just find that hard to believe. Uh, good, responsible referees. Uh, Samson is, uh, from all accounts, a good doctor. Their medical staff seems to be quite quite skilled. They seem to have hired the right people. Uh, wrestler safety has been a priority of theirs, or has seemingly been a priority of theirs, despite this and the Jericho thing, which is making me. Possibly reconsider that, and you don't uh, want to see that. I, I yeah, that well, I,
0: I, yeah, I'm definitely re. Recon- I'm, I'm definitely reconsidering that, it, it, especially it, after you know letting Jericho work so close to being in and now this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's questions surrounding this that need to be answered, and need to be answered at the top. I think Tony Khan needs to uh, be accountable to what happened here last night, and should speak to the uh, the public about it.
0: I, I 100% agree. So. Uh, that being said, uh, what was most likely, and uh, we're just going to go ahead and call it, we're going to call it the best match of the evening.
1: It was, it was my best match of the evening. Uh, yeah, yeah it was I, I
0: think it was overall, uh, came up next. Uh, it was for the AEW women's world championship, Hikaru Shida defending against the national wrestling Alliance world women's champion, Thunder Rosa, uh, the Billy Corgan champion. Uh, This was good.
1: This was was really, really good. Hell yeah. I mean, this is what I think most wrestling fans expected to be the best match of the night, and it absolutely delivered on its promise. And you really love to see that when a match is hyped the way it was hyped, when it has high expectations, and both uh, competitors come in and just fully execute to the best of their abilities. Uh, Just great wrestling right here, bud.
0: Yeah, uh, exactly. This match, I mean... I, I think it was unfortunate that it came after the segment. Yeah.
1: I mean it was unfortunate that anything came after this segment right. that was fucked up. But you know, here we are. The you know, the show must go on as they say. And the show did go on, and at least it was this match right after that really brought it back up. Because if it was anything else, it might have been tough to to get out of that rut.
0: I I agree. Um this was probably the really the the only real bright spot for the rest of the show up until well, the main uh, well, event. Well, but we'll, we'll we'll talk about that.
1: Okay. Okay. But yeah, I think what really worked for me was like the back and forth. Uh, Rosa getting off to a really strong start, and then. You know, it was one of those deals where Rosa was, was kind of dominating early on. So it made you think, all right, well, we're going to get that Sheeta comeback and win. But when we got the Sheeta comeback, Rosa just stopped it short. And then we got into like, we settled into like a back and forth for the rest of the match. And I thought the pacing was fantastic.
0: It was. No, no, no. It was. I, I have nothing but good things to say about this match. Were, yeah, I, and there I think there were this, no I mean, the, issues the with this match. High
1: impact spots. Uh, that the, uh, the swinging pendulum and then hitting Sheeta's head into the bottom turnbuckle was really good. Um, there was a couple of really good submission attempts, the MMA incorporation, um, really good stuff, man. Just the striking was awesome. The facials were great. Like it really felt like there was like a, I mean, they didn't, it felt like one of those, like not like necessarily a grudge match, but two girls that really just wanted to win, just really wanted to win.
0: Yeah. It was, and a, it was it a champion versus champion match. I mean, yeah. You know. And
1: you didn't, and it felt like it. And you also felt like you weren't sure who was going to win. Like from what you would think would be like, Oh, a good match that Rose, that, that she does for sure. Going to win. At times, made me think, "Oh shit! What if they just put the belt on Rosa right here?"
0: They they reasonably could have.
1: Oh, absolutely! And That's then, what you I know, think she wins it, it back home. on
0: Dynamite coming up or something, you know.
1: Which you know what? Fine, and then and you know what? That sets it up for an NWA title match down the line, which I still think we might get. I still think Rosa might put her NWA title up on the line either on AEW programming or they'll find some they'll do something online maybe. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. Yeah, why a little not? Home and home action. Yeah, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Um I love to see them wrestle again, so any excuse for them to get back in the ring is okay with me cuz this shit rocked.
0: Yeah, no, no, yeah. I, mean, I, I again, I have absolutely nothing bad to say about this match. Uh this was fantastic. Probably the best match of the evening. I'll just we'll just go ahead and say it was.
1: Uh yeah, it was my best match of the evening. There there was one match that I would consider a semi-close second, but anything nothing else was close. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, tip top for sure. We then cut to a backstage segment with uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford, and we-, we Kip, can we talk
1: about Kip's shirt first of all? <laughs> yeah, The shirt ahead. tucked up just to his nipples, just the real, just real fuck. Like, he's so skilled at just nailing down that fuckboy aesthetic. It's real, very respectable. You just want to hate him so much. And uh, big respect to Kip Sabian for just being a very old school, just hateable little shithead.
0: Yeah. Well, again, I mean, I think that uh, Kip Sabian, as long as he gets ducked in the mouth every segment,
1: you know. And he does most segments. He gets hit most times he's out there. So it's fine. Uh, But, yeah, he's got a big announcement. Him and Penelope are engaged. They are betrothed to be wed. Which we knew. (laughs) Their nuptials are pending. Uh, uh, so we're going we're going to get ourselves a dynamite wedding at some point. We're,
0: we're getting a wrestling wedding on AEW now, programming.
1: Now, Jaela they... definitely fucks with this thing, right? Like the, Joey mm-hmm. definitely fucks with the wedding, right?
0: Well, I'm just curious about who this who, who 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 the best man's going to be because I mean, he, he because this person was not our uh, he was not our wild card or our our joker as we assumed yeah. he would be. And uh, if we don't get Miro
1: Oh, Miro would oh. be kind of fun. That would, would be pretty cool.
0: It would be funny, and um, but and he's yeah. good
1: for the comedy stuff too. He has great timing, and I think you know putting him in a comedy angle right away, he'll do very well.
0: Just you know, can you imagine that? The, Especially the, a wedding angle, <laughs> the, the tank coming in. I mean, you know, mm. yeah, somebody's getting, absolutely somebody's gonna be getting put through a wedding cake on uh, on AEW programming.
1: But, I'm here for it. Wrestling weddings rule.
0: But this does kind of you know take away from you know the whole you know hard you know win loss records count hard sports presentation that you know AEW was trying to sell hey, dynamite hey, this on. Isn't, this and, isn't and a now,
1: match, so whatever. It's not a match. You can have some fun. I
0: mean, I mean we
1: did a we, we we did a match that someone got dipped in a vat of mimosa tonight. So like whatever. It's wrestling. Well, that's
0: what I was saying. I mean, we we have gone full circle into you know WWE as. Sports entertainment, you know.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily true. Wrestling is inherently goofy. Wrestling's not supposed to be serious all the time. If you want it to be serious all the time, watch Mixed Martial Arts. That's my uh, take on that. If you want, like, serious combat all the time, just watch people fight. I had I had UFC on my, like, smaller screen during this, and if I wanted to, like, peek down at what was going on, I'd do that, you know?
0: Was UFC running?
1: Yeah, they had a, a fight night event featuring Alistair Overeem taking on Augusto Sakai.
0: Oh, uh, I had no idea. Forty-year-old
1: Reem got a win with the ground and pound. It was really cool to see. Very vintage over Um In a fight I, that he was probably losing.
0: Uh, I will say this: I, I did like the, uh, the 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 very subtle diss on WWE uh, at the end of this segment with uh, you know the the with uh, posting up the uh, the the Twitch address and then the the note this <laughs> this message yeah, has been approved. Is...
1: Yeah, that was uh that was pretty fun. They also also I'm pretty sure they knew that if they just let Kip Sabian plug his Twitch that everybody would have roasted him too hard.
0: Right. So but you know, it, even so it, it was a nice little subtle diss on the WWE. Absolutely. So uh match six of the evening. Uh this was an eight man clusterfuck. Uh Dustin Rhodes, QT Marshall, Scorpio Sky, and Matt Cardona versus the Dark Order, Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson. Uh, why was this match not on the pre-show?
1: This could have been a very solid pre-show match. I do agree. I think the big deal is you want to get, you know, this is part of the Cody narrative, right? So you want to get this storyline in to serve that, you know, Cody versus Brody Lee narrative that's still going on. Um, You know, kind of what I predicted, Cardona and Dustin were kind of your stars of this match. Right, They kind of had the bigger spots. Uh, there was a big hot tag for a couple guys. I thought the storytelling in this match was quite well executed. That's one thing I'll say for it, um, especially towards the finish where uh, Brody uh, had QT Marshall ready to go. He was you know, totally done for, but Dustin kind of uh, challenged him and taunted him a little bit. So Brody throws QT over to the corner so Dustin can get the tag and fight him, and immediately Wait, Brody which that was a. lair. Nice to-
0: that was a nice touch. Yeah.
1: It was really cool, and Brody just immediately lariated the shit out of him and just took him all the way out. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes, he's a f- almost fifty-one-year-old man, is just an outrageous shape. He's incredible. He can still just go. He hasn't lost a single step. It's really remarkable.
0: I mean, we live in an age of mineral Suzuki, so it's not you know entirely out of uh, the realm of
1: possibility. I mean, uh, Suzuki is also a fucking freak of nature. There's nothing normal about what either of these guys do. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> regular about this. These dudes are freaks.
0: But uh, <laughs> um, but
1: he, I mean, hey, that DDP yoga fucking works, man. Even so, this should have been a pre-show match. I guess. Um, but you know, the again, the this was the finish was the most important part uh Brody so takes out Dustin but rather than making the pin he tags Colt Cabana and says go ahead and get that win son Colt rather than going straight for the pin tries to hit a moonsault for the finish in which Dustin moves out of the way and scores a quick little roll up for the win um and so now Brody's super mad and this was I thought was very cool really served the Colt stuff here Brody admonishes Colt in front of everybody, screams at him, yells at him, and then takes the Dark Order away with him without Colt. But then Evil Uno stands back and offers his hand and goes, Come on, brother. Come on up. I got you. Very cult stuff where the leader admonishes somebody and then the second in command comes in and plays good cop. I thought this was well done. Yeah,
0: I mean, that, and, and that was good. Uh, one thing I am going to speak on is uh, Anna Jay, of course, gets involved at some point, which, you know, brings yes, in. Yes, she does. Brandy Rhodes. This is where Jim Ross again went off. Yeah, the I was gonna rails. bring this comment yes. up. This was
1: this was the this was Jim Ross at his horniest. Jim Ross ha, I mean he can't help but get horny at least once a show. Uh he wasn't really horny beyond this, so I guess only getting one <laughs> we can <laughs> we can take some solace in. But yeah, he uh said yeah. Did Anna Jay have a wardrobe malfunction? Oh, I guess that's just wishful thinking.
0: Yeah, that, that was yeah, and that like was on well I, and and plus the you know you know she's number 99 but you know in in the dark order but number 1 in my I was like okay dude really
1: here's the thing man like I've been slightly horny for Anna J on this very podcast she is a beautiful woman uh but she could like be your granddaughter brother like you got to chill Jim Jim's just too old he's just too old for this one he's got to step back and you
0: know I, I mean, how do you reconcile that and then you know acting you know I mean, because he was just fine in, you know, the previous match.
1: You well, know? I think he tried to, I, again, he tried to treat that one like more like in-ring wrestling. And I mean, you look, man, if they gave him the green light to be horny for Thunder Rosa, I'm sure he would take it.
0: <laughs> well, it, you know what? It would have been no less
1: acceptable, I don't think. <laughs> Absol- well, absolutely not. JR needs to stop being so horny. Like, that's no question. I mean, I get it. Like, oh, no, look, more man, JR went through jr J- J- went through some tragedy personally and we all have different coping mechanisms uh jr's is getting horny online and on commentary i think he should find a new coping mechanism
0: yeah <laughs> just please stop you know it you know again on, on pre-tape things jim ross is just fine it, it, is you know the, the the latter days of njpw on access proved but Live i mean he really... was fun a
1: couple times too right like he was fun a couple times um i'm trying to see because i know i sent you a couple times that i thought it was funny like yeah, his actual I mean, he, 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 he yep, he like the one a the of... one like a man in the ass kicking contest uh well oh well, well we'll get to it at the tag match but he had a he had a good line there um and then when was the robin line because i want to make sure we get to that Oh, the,
0: that was during this, the, okay. So that, I one, thought it was this match. So this was, this, this was, was the, probably the yeah, best moment of commentary. The Stu, the Stu Grayson night. became Dick Grayson. And, and then we get like, who was it? It was uh, so Jason Todd said, and Damian Wayne yeah, get so, mentioned. He,
1: so Jr. says, uh, he call he says Dick Grayson. Someone says Dick Grayson and Jr. says, don't call him Dick Grayson. And, and Shivani goes, Oh, you're more of a Jason Todd guy. I <laughs> know yeah. he goes, he goes, I wouldn't, no, he goes, I wouldn't even call him Jason Todd. That's what he said. He goes, "I wouldn't even call him Jason Todd." The Excalibur says, "Ah, you're more of a Damian Wayne guy, huh?"
0: Yeah, Tim Drake just got completely uh, no soul here. Just
1: just like in just like in real life, Tim Drake getting no soul. Jesus, I thought you were.
0: I thought I thought you weren't the comic book guy.
1: Only slightly, and only because I like the animated series on a lot of these things better. Like the animated movies of some of those big time books, I really enjoy. I'm a more visual medium guy. so Batman. the Dark Knight Returns movie is fucking right fantastic because we Peter all know Weller. that comic
0: books are not a visual medium.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, uh, you know, with with talking and stuff. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, I think the Dark Knight the Dark Knight uh, animated movie I think is fantastic with Peter Weller. I think the Year One movie with Brian Cranston as uh, 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 Jim Gordon is really good. Uh, Under the Red Hood is very good. So there's a lot of good stuff like that.
0: Yeah, um, the, the animated series, of course, was a classic. Oh, yeah, and I
1: was a big Batman Beyond kid, and I still think they should make Batman Beyond live action at some point.
0: I think they're going to, actually.
1: I mean, I, I, I have, just, have
0: no... I, I mean, I've Just heard give me, like, thing.
1: a good up-and-coming young actor as, like, the Beyond Batman, then give me... here's my, So here's my dream casting. For old okay. Bruce Wayne, Richard Gere. Oh. Could you imagine... uh oh, oh. Richard Gere as Bruce <laughs> Wayne, right? Oh, <laughs> Okay, I
0: know. <laughs> all right, all right. I I, I never so would have fun. thought that, but um, but yeah. Uh, again, yeah. You know, Tim Drake gets no. Uh, he even got no love for me in the in the group chat that I was in talking about it because I mistakenly called him Tim Hunter, who was the lead character in the books of magic from DC. So. Well, just don't call Oops. him Eli Drake. <laughs> oh Jesus. <Christ. laughs> so all this being said. This was a lead-in to what's coming up on AEW Dynamite, which is uh, Brody Lee versus Dustin Rhodes for the TNT title. Again, this could have been on the pre-show. And... Uh, that's
1: either whatever. I'm just excited for Brody and Dustin. I think that's going to be a really good match.
0: It, it is, but again, uh, you know, and this is what, one of the issues that I, I was having with a, a lot of... Some of this show seemed like it was just moving pieces to the next episode of Dynamite, which... It, it, this is all out is supposed to be their biggest show. I mean, this is like, you know, the the third anniversary or second anniversary of all in,
1: you know, and I think that this is pandemic related um, in, a, in part. And I think something that the, you know, limited capacity or no crowd shows uh they haven't totally figured out yet is like, I think that you may it's making these wrestling promotions a bit gun shy to do like a pull out their biggest, uh, you know, uh, spots and bags of tricks because they just don't want to do their biggest moments in front of these small crowds. And I think it's hamstringing pay-per-view events, especially, but
0: but it was a five hour show.
1: Regardless. oh no and that's,
0: that's <laughs> I, definitely
1: that's what i'm saying like they can still you know present it like it's one of their biggest shows they can still time it like it's one of their biggest shows but they're just not pulling the trigger on big moments the way that they would if there was a full capacity crowd yeah and i think wwe from the limited stuff i've seen from them are guilty of this as well uh I, you just you know look this is the time we live in now this is the normal this is where we're at and it's not coming back anytime soon so just fucking get it just make it happen yeah. Tell your stories but, and, the and, show. You know, for they that did matter- this on Dynamite just fine. Like they were fine with doing this. We're doing this uh, TV championship thing with Brody and Co- and Cody. So do big moments, man. It worked there. Let it work on this show too.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing too is that. This match could have even been on, you know, the, the the go home for Dynamite and then we could have had Dustin Rhodes versus Brody
1: Lee on this show, a meaningful match and had a had another title match on the on the pay-per-view. But I, but I see why they don't do that cuz this is a TV title, right? It's supposed to be defended on TNT. So, I do understand that to a point.
0: I mean, w- since when a TV title's not get defended on pay-per-views?
1: right but i think it's because i mean i'm sure they have some sort of deal with TNT since it's their name on the belt right it's because it's not just the tv title it's the well, tnt channel well that that is true so my guess is that there is they contractually only defend this one on wednesdays mm.
0: maybe you 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 might be right i mean that's it, where it, i guess it's, that's where hey if
1: you're uh, if you work at tnt and you know about the contractual agreements and are willing to break your nda give us an email
0: but you know the, the thing is is that it, it's just you know you know the 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 guys at you know um at Days of Thunder on here on the PWOM podcasting network um they just reviewed Fall Brawl 98 and mm, fun, fun. a lot of no actually it wasn't it was <laughs>
1: I so, mean I so I good. love I love bad WCW I okay. really just have a spot for it it's so it's I I enjoy watching it for how bad it is but, yeah cuz 98's like when WCW started really coming off the rails
0: yeah but okay so uh a lot of what happened on on Fall Brawl was lead into the next night on Nitro, including just out of the blue right before the War Games match announcing a and Goldberg title match with 24 hours build. That is a pay-per-view match, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, for, yeah absolutely. For example,
0: this could have been a pay-per-view match. Or, 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 you know, Brody Lee versus Dustin Rhodes could have been a pay-per-view match. You oh, and I think have...
1: it's going to be a very serviceable main event. It's going to be a good match.
0: I, I I think it will be, but it could have been on here too and help bolster the meaning, you know, the, the, the meaning of this show. But true, Very as true. you mentioned, there may be a, a contract thing going on. Well, no, that doesn't make sense because the title itself was awarded on a pay per view.
1: Was it or wasn't that on? Wasn't that a Fighter Fest or one of the things they did on TNT?
0: No, it was at uh, Double or Nothing.
1: Oh shit! Well, then I stand corrected.
0: Yeah, because was Mike Tyson was there.
1: Ah, that was double or nothing, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, well I definitely stand corrected that. I'll shut the fuck up.
0: So yeah, again, this this could have <laughs> all yeah.
1: So now yeah, you're just you're just correct then. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like better, this. Better. I'm I'm gonna be correct about this next take too.
1: So. <laughs> oh, I so okay, let's get to the next match. All right, the next match.
0: Uh a match with actually quite a considerable amount of build to it. Um it must oh, be yeah. said. Um one of the dominating storylines. Since, uh, well, since the beginning of the year, actually.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Something. I mean, Kenny and Adam Page have been featured very heavily throughout the year here, and you know, rightfully so. They're two of their biggest stars, and now we got FTR, and now we got the title match that we've all been waiting for.
0: Yeah. So uh, our our seventh match of the evening, Adam Page and Kenny Omega defending the AEW World Tag Team t- Titles against FTR. Um, I I am going to say this. The opening gambits, the the opening 10 minutes, the storytelling was fantastic.
1: Absolutely.
0: It it was fantastic. Uh, I I have no complaints about the first 10 minutes of this match. The other 20 minutes... (laughs) Was it a 30-minute match? It was a 30-minute match, brother.
1: Wow. Honestly, it didn't feel like it to me. I really enjoyed this one. This was my second favorite match, and I thought it was pretty close to Ishida and Rosa. I loved it.
0: See, I, I, I thought that this... When we, I I thought this should have been a 15 minute match.
1: It could have been, but I don't know, man. These guys are all just so good at wrestling and I just like watching them all wrestle. Is the thing and I thought that once like they did the back and forth with Kenny and page But then once they settled into being cohesive, I was like, oh shit, okay Now we're gonna get a banger for a while and that did the match banged for a minute man Like they had there were some really great spots of some really good back and forth a lot of impactful stuff Tully getting involved just enough. I thought was really effective and just it has to be said man if you don't think FTR is one of if not the best tag teams in the world I don't know what to tell you. These guys are incredible.
0: It, it had nothing to do with the quality of, of of FTR. It had none of that. It had everything to do with the fact that this did not need to be a thirty minute epic.
1: This did I, not I need guess. to be a thirty minute epic. I, I can I can understand uh, uh, that, but I liked
0: watching uh, it. Arn and Tully do not do thirty. Did not do thirty minute epics.
1: No, no. But <laughs> the, here's the thing, though. You don't want them to totally be Arn and Tully. You want them to. <sighs> have that essence but you want them to be their own thing. You want them to be FTR, right? They don't want to be the next uh, Arn Tully. they want to be the first FTR. And I think that's th- what they should be doing because they're incredibly talented. I think they're probably better actual wrestlers than Arn Tully. Like they're more talented athletes and they're stronger and uh, uh can do more athletically than those guys ever could.
0: Okay. Again, why did this need to be a 30-minute epic though?
1: Because Kenny Omega was in it.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> because it, Kenny it, it, Omega. Was exactly in it. because Kenny Omega has to have his thirty minutes. Unaware epics. of that,
1: I am. am not going to say I'm unaware of that. I just like watching these guys wrestling. Because each other. it's it's. I,
0: I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, when when the talk in February was about how that was you know the the Bucks versus Page and Omega was the greatest tag team match of all time, and I'm sitting looking there. Looking at the Super Generation versus Holy Demon Army match from uh, six nine ninety five, no, it was
1: it was AEW's best tag match today. Oh
0: oh oh, by but, far. But yeah,
1: outside. Of, but on like a global scale, it was just a very good tag. Match. Oh no no no!
0: Yeah. Oh no, it was being called the be- the best of all time.
1: Yeah, the hi- But there's always hyperbole. Yeah, but you know, especially like the the real dedicated AEW fans, I think there's a lot of hyperbole there. Oh yeah, uh, you have to kind of sift through. Yeah, I th- I mean, but, it was it was a really really good
0: but, match. But it's like this. It, uh, only. The Super Generation Army and the Holy Demon Army can do Super Generation Army versus Holy Demon Army. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, like, it, only yeah, that. Absolutely. Like you know, and, it, and, it, and Omega. You know, I, I, and you know what? And, and here's the thing: is that a lot of this focused way too much, damn much, on Kenny Omega. Well, again, it's a Kenny
1: Omega match. I I understand that. And that's just, Kenny is a polarizing figure and has been on, you know, around, especially you, you know, following Japanese wrestling closely. He's been part of your consciousness and at the top of cards you've been watching for a number of years. And Kenny Omega exhaustion is totally understandable to me. Right, But I mean, Um,
0: so uh, let's get to the end. And I did not like the end. I I didn't think that uh, uh, the end did not make sense. It didn't. You don't think so? I, I don't think so. I, it didn't. I mean, I thought it was pretty that.
1: classic wrestling, right? The uh, the guy hits hits his own partner, which leads to the loss. I think that's uh, pretty classic old school wrestling, right there. Which the things that I liked about this show were all very like classic wrestling. That's the stuff that worked was best. Was it for me though? To...
0: Because because is classic wrestling been Paige taking two of those pile drivers and Kenny looking like a schmuck, like he he couldn't get through
1: the ropes? Hey, sometimes you can't get through the ropes. You're tired. You know it's exhaustion. It's a 30 minute match. You said it yourself. You know it's just the fatigue sets in. And didn't he get grabbed? Didn't Tully grab him or someone grab him? No, he didn't
0: grab. No, he didn't get grabbed. Oh, okay, he did not get grabbed. He was just kind of sitting there, like acting like he couldn't get through the ropes. When
1: <laughs> by all, well, Ruggie... I'd, you know, I'd also serve into what happened after the pin too, because so so he takes two mind busters, two big assisted brain busters. Um, and so, so no, uh, no good night express. They finish off with a big pile drivers. Uh, page takes the pin FTR, your new AEW yeah, tag the, team champ. The,
0: the, the third such champions the in the, in, the, AEW in, the, in the history.
1: And, uh, uh, I, I expect them to hold these belts for quite some time. I don't think we'll be getting new champs for a while,
0: but yeah. So post-match page just collapses.
1: And Kenny does not catch him when he falls. He
0: doesn't catch him when he falls, and we get a five-minute segment of... Kenny Omega and his feelings
1: like this. That part was too long. They should. They didn't need to do the whole walk with the Bucks because it was just repetitive. It was just him being like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And the Bucks being like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? They could have done this whole thing in like 15 to 20 seconds with just like a quick backstage like, oh, we're getting word that Kenny's leaving. And then he just gets into the car and is like, right. or,
0: or something, you know, but of course, I mean, I I, also this know
1: that... is, I think that's a microcosm of the biggest mistake this show made. It's just they did everything just a little bit too long. Like, most things went... I mean, and and yeah, 30 minutes probably was too much for this match in the big scheme of things. I just like watching them go. Hey, let me, uh, let but me get, let me get the
0: official really, time here. The, the, the official time of this match was 29 minutes, 40 seconds.
1: Yeah, 30-minute match. Yeah. So, it, it didn't... And you know what? I will concede that it didn't have to be 30 minutes. And they could have done the same thing in 20. Um, and yeah, that's I, that's, again, a microcosm for what this show's biggest problem was besides, you know, the Hardy Guevara stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot of these, they went too fucking long. This was a five hour total show. It did not need to be a five hour total show.
1: It did not.
0: It, 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 and it really was cutting in. I mean, I looked at the time. By the time this match ended, it was almost 10, which is when I, oh, 10 central time. Correct. Which is when I thought the show was going to be
1: over. I expected this to be a three-hour pay-per-view. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Three hours. I was prepared for. I was not prepared for a four, a five-hour total with the pre-show. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and
1: uh, it was a bit much.
0: And we we get this extended segment. Now I know they also had to kill time because they had to you know get the next match set up, which we'll talk about that too. Um. But I mean, why do we get this five-minute rant about Kenny and his feelings? Is it is it because he's upset because he was only number thirteen on the PWI five hundred this year? And God uh, knows we can't have that.
1: Uh, well, the PWI five hundred means nothing anyway. So Kenny, it's okay, buddy.
0: But I mean, it's any, just... any any
1: any five hundred list of the best wrestlers that doesn't have women on it can just be thrown in the trash. Actually, in they, my well, opinion. they
0: did put women on it this year. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They wow, actually it, uh, put women it only took on it list. only took thirty five years. Yeah, they <laughs> actually did put women on the list this year. Cool. But wow. uh, that being said, um, you know, it, 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 and let's face it, Kenny Omega's part in this whole Adam Page versus the Bucks saga has been like the least compelling part of the whole saga.
1: Yeah, he's still just kind of there. But you know what? I think this is good that we can split this up and he has this kind of I'm done mentality because we might be able to see Kenny even distance himself from the Bucks a little bit and kind of go back into you know his own thing and I think a little more attitude to Kenny is going to be good for him on the show overall. Because, you know, we know what Kenny is when he's at his best. He's he is one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's compelling. He's entertaining and he's incredibly talented. Right. Uh, but I mean, it, I mean, this was a fine thing for him to be doing. But, you know, putting Kenny back on his own is going to be the right thing to do anyway.
0: Well, I mean, it, well, if you see, if you ask me, I think that what they should have been doing was paying off, you know, this. um you know, the, 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 the heel turn that the elite has been teasing because what, what should have happened was the Bucks attack FTR right as, you know, they're getting handed the belts and attack Adam Page, too,
1: with Kenny what, included. Now, that's that's a classic wrestling thing you can do there. That's classic wrestling. Uh, that, that's uh, what should have happened. Okay Kenny, yeah, Kenny and
0: the Bucks should have beat down both FTR and Page.
1: Yeah, At but my end. guess is they're going to distance these guys, and I think we're going to have a. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a Kenny Omega, Adam Page, angle, right?
0: Oh God, I hope not.
1: I hope so, man. Those guys I, will wrestle the shit out of each other.
0: I, I think Adam. Well, well, if they do, Adam Page needs to come out on top because Adam Page needs I, uh, something big.
1: I mean, rest, I think a program with a singles program with Kenny Omega is pretty big. Like, it, let's not it discount is, like, I mean, what a star Kenny Omega is.
0: Well, okay, granted, but Page has been a tag team wrestler for the last seven months.
1: (laughs) Right. With (laughs) Kenny Omega, one of the biggest stars in the world. So I think, and you have to pay this off. You can't just move on.
0: I mean, yeah, you
1: can't just like, like Adam page can't just like lose the match and collapse and not get caught by Kenny and then just let it go. Right. Like, yeah, I I just got to have a grudge now.
0: Yeah. You're right. I mean, you got to get
1: like, I'm guessing we're going to get a match with them at full gear, but I think it's probably going to be a two month build the full gear blow off and then they both move on.
0: Yeah. When did they announce full gear? Full gear is during in the show November. right before the main event, actually. So yeah, after this next November. match, they announced
1: full gear. It's going to be in November. Yes. Yeah.
0: Like right, right Once, after like, November
1: 6th. E- so like exactly two months from now.
0: Oh, great. Right right after the election. Great.
1: Oh, boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we, oh, made at, least,
1: at least at least we're all going to we know we're all going to write an MJF, right?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, again, the, the match is too long. It focused on the wrong player in, in the whole saga, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean,
1: there was problems with it, but I thought the execution of the wrestling itself was very, very good. Yeah, but uh, there was too I much. I like tag of, team but, wrestling, but it was and too this long. was tag team wrestling. Oh,
0: well, I mean, yeah, probably. I, it was It was too long. This did not need to be a 30-minute th- match. And, you know, yeah, for no. the record... I still think that the match at Revolution. I don't think that needed to be as long as it was.
1: Most Kenny Omega matches don't need to be as long as they are. No, they they, are. They don't. We've we've learned that that's what you're going to get when you get a Kenny Omega match. So enjoy what, enjoy the in-ring action because it's going to be there for thirty minutes of your time. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, again, this is why I've been kind of appreciating. You know, I thought, you know, his, his adapting to the TV format because he doesn't have to do all of his bullshit. You know, you know the only one that deserved girning. that kind of time
1: was him and Pac. That match was worth uh, the whole time. Oh, that w-
0: yes, it was. That was that worth was it. worth its time. That was worth it. But I mean, like you know, the, the 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 gurning and the the ringing of of emotion when you know it it's not really warranted. I mean, we I, was I mean, actually, he's the
1: theater kid wrestler though. That's his thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, this is what I was talking with somebody the other day, actually last night, is that you know why his G1 match against Okada was the best of his matches with Okada is because they cut out because it, it was a 30 minute limit and they cut out a lot of the bullshit, you know? Yeah.
1: I, I actually do agree that the 30 minute one was the best one. Uh, you know, the broadways are great, but that's the, I think that uh, you're right. That is the sweet spot. Yeah.
0: So I, I thought that was, I mean, it, Kenny Omega is good. He, if you indulge him in his theatrical, you know, 40 minute epic bullshit, it gets to be,
1: Unbearable. <laughs> yeah, the fatigue thing, like I said, I do understand. Uh, and then, especially if you've been following Kenny's career longer than AEW, right? For exactly. AEW fans, they they don't have that same kind of fatigue. Well, you, if you started watching AEW and weren't into Kenny Omega, and this is like you've only you know had him around for a couple of years, you don't really have that kind of background on him, right? Right. Well, that's I mean, probably it, what they bank on when they present it that way.
0: I mean, if you um, you know, even if you uh. What am I trying to say here? Even if you, you know, followed him longer than his New Japan, you know, back when he was in DDT. You know? Oh, yeah. So
1: but those are some of the most fun. Like those those weird DDT matches. Oh, are so yeah. Good. I mean, DDT I love is that a shit. The one at universe. the at the at the at the the cabin in Winnipeg on the lake is so good. <laughs> I love that shit, yeah, man.
0: I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's DDT. It's a whole that's a whole other situation. Yeah, DDT
1: is a whole vibe. DDT rules.
0: <laughs> I love DDT. Hell Yeah. So, and this match, uh, this next match, would not have been too out of place, indeed. <laughs> it would not have um, the Mimosa Mayhem match between uh, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. You know what? I-, I was so burnt at this point. I I put one comment for this match.
1: I thought it was fine. It, this one did not run too long. Uh, this one actually had a pretty solid like ten minute runtime, which is like exactly what it needed to be. Uh, fifteen minutes, uh, fifteen seconds. I, okay, fifteen's a little heavy. I figured ten. To, I figured this would be a ten to twelve minute match, so it's not too far past what I expected. Uh, you know, the finish was correct. It had some back and forth. Cassidy puts Jericho into the mimosa. Hey, that's what you expected. Yeah,
0: I mean, this match was just there, honestly. I I was just so burnt at this point. And, and, you
1: know, the the gimmick hanging over the entire match made, like, the pinfall and submission attempts kind of not impactful. I think maybe that they should have just said the only way to win is by putting your opponent in the VAT, and then everything should have been centered around VAT spots and not bothered with the pinfall and submission stuff. I thought that kind of bogged everything down. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Jericho getting tossed into the, the mimosa vat was funny. Uh, the table spots were very good. Like, uh, he bombed Cassidy through a, one of the champagne tables and that was really nice. Uh, so there was some good stuff. There were some things to like about the match, and uh, we got the result we expected.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was the right result, but, I mean, just overall, I was just like, you know? And then, of like... course,
1: uh, Chris Jericho spent the rest of the evening in the vat of mimosa drinking his way out of it like landfill from Beer Fest.
0: <laughs> yeah, we did, and we did not even get the temper tantrum. Like he was just, uh,
1: he was, like, swiveling his head around and doing the Pang's eye vortex so he could uh, more effectively chug.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, you know, I, I was... Yeah, I was disappointed we didn't at least get, you know, a Jericho tantrum, because that would have made things a lot better.
1: I mean, he was just uh, too litty off those mimosas. <laughs> he was, uh, now, now Jericho was tranquilo. Oh, boy. Yeah, not, now he, suddenly he knew.
0: <laughs> he, he one, of, one of
1: just uh, coincidentally one of my favorite jericho promo moments was when he was doing that cell phone promo about naito with the turtle
0: yeah and,
1: and he's like he goes well, you want you want to be tranquilo i'm not tranquilo i'm fucking crazy
0: yeah but yeah, you know, of course you know what uh, well that's you know one of the best things about orange cassidy about this feud is that like naito i mean orange Cassidy was able to get under jericho's skin because orange Cassidy just doesn't care he was just like oh okay You know, like like Naito is like okay, yeah, (laughs) whatever, man. You know
1: exactly, which is why, and I think you know Jericho did draw on his previous experience with the Naito program in this program, and you could kind of see that, and it worked. Yeah.
0: God. By the way, that that match with Naito is still good from WrestleMania 13. Is still fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. You want to talk about actual storytelling with layers on it? This that one had it.
1: Oh yeah, I think I think Jericho's New Japan work overall was fantastic. That whole run was great.
0: Yeah, the only yeah the only match I didn't like was the Okada match. I thought the Okada match sucked, but other
1: than... ah, sucked is a pretty strong. I thought it was oh, just fine. We, we... I thought it. I don't think it quite met people's very high expectations. But yeah, I mean Okada's Okada's very interesting because he has to have the right chemistry with his opponent. To really shine, but when he does, and when him and his opponent clicks, he truly is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Oh no, no, no doubt. I just didn't well, think like, that yeah, they didn't so, click, and the chemistry isn't right. Uh, when it when something is off, like it's just not all there. You know what I mean? Like he did his best with Marty Skrull at all in, but I think there was something missing there too.
0: Oh, I'm still so f- I'm still so fuming about the match that Okada. Had it all in.
1: Yeah, I mean because it because they had you, well there, no there was a lot more they could have done there
0: well because they had. Okada versus Penta El Cerro Miedo sitting right there, and they did not do it.
1: (laughs) But I will say this. Penta Kenny at that one was awesome. I loved that match. I loved Penta Kenny. I thought it was spectacular.
0: Oh, Penta carried Kenny to that match. So, anyway.
1: (laughs) I got to give Kenny some credit on that one. I thought Kenny really showed up. And, you know, Kenny plays up to his opponents a lot, too. And, you know, I think Kenny is aware of how good Penta is.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, Penta, and the best part about that was that Penta showed Kenny – no respect at all in that match in, which in the is ring. What,
1: which, is how you make, which is how you make a guy like Penta so effective against a, a presence like Kenny Omega, an entity like Kenny Omega. And that's how Pentagon's such a big star, because he never shows that kind of respect to his opponents, because he knows he's better than everyone. Exactly. And it just makes his whole character and charisma so much bigger. And that's why Pentagon might be the best wrestler on the planet.
0: By the way, I wonder why uh, he's now officially back to being Penta El Ceramiedo now.
1: I I don't know. That's, you know, the naming stuff with, with uh, Mexican wrestlers is so weird.
0: I, I wonder if, they, if they're, I wonder if they're, I wonder if the deal with Triple A's over because he was Pentagon Jr. the whole time that Triple A were working with AEW. I wonder if the oh, is that, and, and you, know, and you I, I notice, kept track. and you notice that uh, Kenny Omega has not had the Triple A Mega Campeonato with him lately either.
1: Yeah, that's true. And he is still the Triple A Mega Champion.
0: So I wonder if, you know, I wonder if uh, maybe the, from what I want to understand the deal with um, OE, OWE is done too. strong hearts are gone.
1: Ah, and they, they, you know, they mentioned Chima uh, they did. on the show last night when they were talking about Sheeta getting rest, uh, getting ready to face a luchador and how yeah, she consulted. Well, it, yeah, Chima.
0: She did, uh, yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Because she did Meteora.
1: Yeah, she did the Meteora after. And it was it was really well timed because it, like, it was only a couple minutes after the commentators brought it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did Meteora. So, yeah, I, I know they mentioned Shima. Well, I mean, they, they mention all sorts of wrestlers, even ones not on contracts. So, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're, we're sidetracking. Our final match of the evening, the main event AEW World Championship, John Moxley versus MJF. Um, Boy, this, uh, MJF hit a 0.6 MUDA scale in this
1: one. <laughs> MJF can work, dude. I never said he couldn't. It just, he annoys the piss out of me. That's the thats the point, that's the character. That's the thing he does, yes, he should. But okay, but again, it could be so
0: overbearing, you know, the fatigue,
1: okay? Uh, and that's, yeah, and that's how, and, and you know, we talked about this election gimmick and the and the politician angle, like being overdone and overwrought. And it was, I did like MJF's ring gear in this one with the American flags and the blue trunks, very eighties. I really dug that, and the I thought hashtags, the look was great. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought the look was very good, and I thought the match was executed in a very kind of old-school way.
0: Yeah, and and the match itself was very good, including... And
1: MJF works like a fucking, like a gorgeous George-style heel. Like, he has that kind of really old-school work mentality, and I think it's very effective.
0: That being said, the match was decent, but I was yeah. just so out of the show at this point. Yeah, again, you know? the match,
1: the show was too fucking long, and they could have served themselves better, cutting stuff here and there and making their matches shorter overall. And that's and it's unfortunate that there was fatigue setting in because I think, you know, uh, fans that were paying attention got the got the CMJF's sort of coming out party here. This is the first time they let him really work, uh, and have himself a nice, full, robust match. And uh, him and Moxley put on a very good show.
0: They did that, Jonathan Moxley. One by, you know,
1: flipping the the great strip. finish. This is and the finish made the finish. this whole match worth it. I love the finish, the finish made the whole match worth it. It was fantastically executed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, the, the finish was great because uh, so what happens is Warlow tries to throw MJF that that diamond ring. MJF fumbles it. He's face to face with Mox. Mox just hits Death Rider on him regardless. While
1: uh while Remsburg is distracted by Wardlow, yep. uh, Moxley says, "Ah, fuck it. I'll just go ahead and hit this Death Rider right now." And he does it. And Bryce turns around and Mox gets the pin. So, a couple things, one, the finish is great. I thought that was really well done. A very in line with Moxley's character. Uh, he executed it well. Uh, and then he was just very Mox afterwards. He just had that cocky smile. He yelled at the camera a little bit. Gave uh, the he was Lance very Lance Archer. Tense yes the whole thing was really strong there yeah Lance watching and the crowd was really good he just goes and gives him the finger um that was really great and now we know Mjf and moxley isn't completely over we can put a pin in it it's, yeah, we, it's we, done but it's not totally done because you know Mjf has something to complain about
0: oh he yeah. He, he yeah he's definitely gonna complain about it because you know because we've seen this before recently when Jay white was complaining about juice Robinson using that cast uh on his right hand yeah
1: very again very classic wrestling stuff right here these are the things that for me was stuff that was just straight up wrestling
0: and and, and and not only that but we also know that uh moxie versus archer can bang because of uh wrestle kingdom this past january yes.
1: yes absolutely i'm excited to see them meet so um but
0: again sadly it came at the end of a show that was way too long and i i was completely out of the show at this point i was just could not wait for the show to end.
1: Would you say that you were as comfortable as Peter Avalon wearing a bathrobe the whole night? Uh,
0: Probably not. (laughs) The answer (laughs) is no. No
1: one is as comfortable as Peter Avalon in a bathrobe all night.
0: But that being said, I mean, okay. I mean, the the show's over. Let's do the pros and cons. I'm interested to hear what your pros and cons are.
1: My pros were the title matches. My cons were almost everything else. Um, the, the runtime was a little, was too much fatigue. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought all the title matches worked well. And I thought all the, I, I thought all the in ring work. I don't think there's a lot to complain about as far as in ring work. I thought all the wrestling itself was all very well executed. And of course the biggest con, the, the Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara stuff.
0: Um, yeah, the biggest con of course is Tony at this point. Uh, yeah. because... oh, now, and now that is, uh,
1: has more meaning. My yeah,
0: I, <laughs> I've been holding back on saying that, but yeah, the biggest con was, was Tony and his his reaction on Twitter and, you know, to a, a, the, the way that they handled the whole Matt Hardy situation. It really cast a pall on the rest of it. What did
1: he say? Time. What did Tony Khan say? Actually,
0: I don't know exactly what he said because, you know, so much was going on regarding okay, I but well i mean but using you know through using tony Schiavone as his mouthpiece you know um right right and, and again it, it's put tony Schiavone back in the same situation he was in in 1999
1: wcw that's fair yeah and, and you uh, don't and he doesn't deserve that because he's i mean he's truly been one of AEW's most skilled commentators since he's been back on television he's done a really great job right, and i think I, him and vita scott have been their best uh their best commentators
0: yeah, and, and then yeah, and now he's back in the same situation that he was in, you know, when he was being fed lines and had to say it. And now it, he he looks like a shithead because of it. Um, not to mention just the it, it, again, if it was an angle, it was an extremely poor taste. If yeah. if it was for real, which I still believe to a very great extent, it was. Then um mm. uh, they they have some questions, some serious questions to answer about. Their their employee safety, especially in light of what happened with letting Jericho work after Sturgis. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I think those two things, while not completely related, have to be taken into consideration with each other.
0: Yeah, they do. I mean, it, right? They're, they're not relate. Really, they're not the same thing, but it's indicative of a pattern. If it's uh, it there. could be,
1: I hope it's not. But it could be. It could very well be, and it should be addressed. And I think fans should voice their concerns.
0: Um, not only that, but there, there were matches on this show that should have been on the pre-show. There were matches on this show that maybe should have just been on dynamite to lead into a meaningful title match. All fair. All of it's fair. Um, that being said, uh, Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa, go out of your fucking way to see that one.
1: Watch. Yeah. If you don't watch anything else on this show, just watch that match. Um, also
0: I, I actually did enjoy,
1: if you the- saw the show, watch that match again.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, I, I may have to go back and rewatch Mox versus MJF. I, I thought the match was good, but I was just so burnt.
1: I thought it was well executed. And I think in, it was in service to what I thought was a really great, ex- uh, great finish. So yeah, I think that's worth visiting again. If you didn't pay close enough attention uh, and despite its length, I did enjoy the tag team title match.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah. the tag team title match needed to cut at least 10 minutes from it. I, I, I And again, it focused, as far as the storytelling, it focused on the least compelling part of the whole story. <laughs> so, uh, quite frankly. But you know, so, we've been and, talking and, slow burn
1: storylines on AEW before, and I'm hoping that, you know, uh, like a lot of their other slow burn stuff that I've had concerns while early on, they always pay off strong. So I think that you know, if we give some time for Kenny versus page to breathe, I think it'll all be worth it.
0: But yeah, overall, as far as AEW pay-per-views are concerned, this one was more, more miss than hit for me.
1: And I think it, it was on, if, if you're ranking AEW pay-per-views to date, this one's going to end up a little bit lower on the list. No this, question. This,
0: oh, this was the worst one that I've, that I've personally watched. Um, there, there are, I did not watch the, the original fight for the fallen or the original fighter fast. So I, I, I and can't those weren't those. papers.
1: They put those on TV anyway. So yeah, true. those were always free shows. So I don't even know if you want to call that. Wasn't Fight for the Fallen a free show? I uh, don't know. It might have I been. I either way. And those I, didn't... Were, I actually remember the first Fighter Fest being pretty good.
0: I, I I didn't watch that one, so I I can't say for. But yeah, I and the o- I think the only the only segment I remember seeing from the original Fight for the Fallen had was the one with uh Aja Kong staring down Awesome Kong that unfortunately never went anywhere. Is that?
1: Was that a fight for the Fallen? I thought that was at the that wasn't at the women's battle royal at Double Nothing, Double or Nothing.
0: No, that was at uh. The fight First for Double the That no. no, was that fight oh, for fuck. the Fallen because
1: dude, my brain is fucking hot wrestling soup. I can't remember anything that happened. <laughs> like, you got to tell me an exact date and time. I've like when yeah. you watch that much wrestling, like it all just kind of blends together into just like a big stew of wrestling in your very uh, online poison mind.
0: Yeah, but again, you know, and what's funny about all this though is that again, we we, we talk about. Kenny trying to, you know, make, do his 30-minute New Japan Apex. while New Japan is cutting down the number of matches on their big shows. Like, they, they've gotten that down to a six-match format now.
1: And I think, you know, during pandemic times, limited crowd times and different things, I think that is the right way to do it because you're playing this more to a television audience now. And the television audience has a shorter attention span than a captive audience that's, you know, 40 or 50,000 people in an arena who are there. They paid for their tickets. They're there for the long haul. So you can keep them there all day. They're not going anywhere. Uh, We can just change the fucking channel. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I do wonder if. Maybe you know had the, had a full crowd been there in in not pandemic times that this this show might have gone over better. But at the same I time, I definitely... also remember those five hour Wrestle Circus shows. That oh god,
1: <laughs> I'm still gonna. I mean, this is a bit of a quality step up from Wrestle Circus. Let's uh, well, that's you know. true. <laughs> R.I.P. Wrestle Circus. <laughs> but,
0: yeah. Oh, geez, but yeah, you know if um. Yeah, so, I mean, we we still have a Dynamite coming up this Wednesday that, you know, you and I will be discussing, of course. We'll be here. We'll be here. We so, will be here. Uh, yeah, overall, I wish I could say I, I enjoyed this show. Uh, I really overall did not. This was the weakest show that they've done, uh, you know, mega show that they done. Well, I mean, we, we've we been through some bad episodes of Dynamite, and that's going to happen on a weekly TV oh, yeah. show, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely, but I think they've you know they're it's, they've been more good than bad as of late, so yeah, that's nice.
0: They have been, that's true. But yeah, this and
1: yeah, I don't I don't think the I don't think the pay per view was uh, paid off the good work they've done on Dynamite for the the last few months. So that's unfortunate. I it, it was a bit underwhelming. You know, I I am the eternal wrestling optimist, and I did find a lot to like in this show. But yeah, overall, not their not their finest uh, uh, hour or you know four hours, five hours. <laughs> So, Five fucking hours. That's right. just there WWE. Are, there, like,
0: there ought to be you a, should there ought like, to be run a tighter a
1: show. There's one thing I can say. Like Keep your pay-per-views to a tight three hours.
0: Yeah, there, there ought to be a law. ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I think we're, we, we've said everything we're going to need
1: to say. I think, God, I I hope. think it's very Man. good. I think it's good and uh, uh, fitting that we podcasted for too long about this wrestling show that was too long.
0: Yeah, indeed. I, I just hope Matt Hardy is legit okay. Cause yeah, all the best to Matt Hardy. Everything has, has said that, yes, he is legit in hospital right now. So, so yeah, th- yeah sh- shit is uh, not good for that's concerned.
1: Yeah, and... Uh... And hey, when uh, when Matt Hardy wants to gets out of the hospital and needs to make a website about his experiences, why don't you try out Squarespace, folks? Squarespace, the number one website <laughs> to make God. websites. I'm selling out the podcast now. <laughs> Point <Play> yourself <laughs>
0: instead. Come on.
1: Uh, you can try to follow me on Twitter at ThickFlareTtv. I will maybe get my Twitter account back very soon. Twitter is not being very cooperative. Definitely follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ThickFlair. I need subscribers again because I took over a month off and I lost all my subs so please come to the stream when it comes back subscribe watch wrestling with me we're gonna start doing Lucha Underground streams again uh so you come watch season two three and four of Lucha Underground with me uh we're gonna do some indie wrestling stuff we're gonna start watching AEW Dark again so a lot of really fun stuff on the pipe there um we're gonna get back to some gaming and things too so definitely check that out and uh that's it
0: uh, you can find me at Strong Style Story without the Ian style on Twitter. My personal Twitter at GD Wessel. Uh, the only thing I'm going to plug uh, this weekend, um, if you have any interest in comics, uh, digital comics, Comicsology, uh, every single every single issue of a Black Panther comic is free right now on. Comicsology, even if uh, going oh. back to like when Jack Kirby was doing the book back in the 19, late nineteen sixties. Also, or yeah, we should
1: say R.I.P. Chadwick Bozeman Seemed like a real nice guy.
0: Yeah, we, we should say that. Yeah, so R I P Chadwick Boseman. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Uh, but yes, uh, if you have any interest in, uh, in in the Black Panther character at all, uh, every single single issue, not not the collections, just single issues are uh are free right now on comiXology so i don't know i don't know for how long they're going to do this but you know get it while you can there you go so uh all right well uh thanks for sticking by us on this uh labor day weekend and uh we will be back on wednesday for the next uh proper episode of boom goes the dynamite so uh any, f- any final words
1: uh, just thanks for listening for too long after watching a pay-per-view that was too long. We appreciate your attention spans. Keep tuning in.
0: Thanks. We'll see you in a couple of days.
1: Bye.